I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source and pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. He's a world champion wrestler, best-selling author, actor, and lead singer of Fozzie. Now, now he's rocking the podcast world. Marvelous. This, this, this is Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho. Starring Chris Jericho. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. The part of thunder and rock and roll. The spell you run down will be broken by Chris Jericho. And guess what? It's Friday. It's Friday, Friday. That's right. The People's Podcast has arrived. Let's go for a ride with some SOS. One, two, one, two, three, four. So good. So when you 
want to start a war? People buzzing about it. People also talking about the whole record. The new video, Do You Want to Start a War, on YouTube now. Go check it out. It's got some hot chicks dancing. What more do you want? Plus, I'm in it. What more do you want, right? I'll tell you what more you want. You want Paige, WWE Divas Champ, on the show. She's here. You've been waiting for a long time. I get so many requests for Paige. Not Page. That's from a different part of the show. Paige is going to be here. Plus, my resident fish expert, Ash Irvin, is going to be here to talk about the Icelandic Lake Monster video that has just surfaced. See what I did there on the net experts are saying it may be the real deal doesn't matter what other experts say we're going to find out what the only fish expert says Ash is going to be here plus he's going to answer all your questions and also on top of that I want to thank you for being here on the show I know you got hundreds thousands of podcasts to schwaz from thank you so much for schwaz in mind you know how much it means to me also you know how much it means to me for you to use my links every time you shop at Amazon it's the easiest way to support the show and every time you use one of my Amazon links Amazon kicks back a couple of buckolas to the show to help us cover the production costs all right and you know I got links for Amazon USA Amazon Canada A and Amazon U. UK, which is where I am right now, just go to podcastone.com. Click on the Keep Our Podcasts Free banner at the top of the page, not page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. You get all kinds of cool stuff on Amazon. For instance, the new Fozzie record, Do You Want to Start a War? The new Five Finger Death Punch record, there's a, it's a two-parter, uh, the, the Wrong Side of Heaven, The Righteous Side of Hell. I might have got that wrong. If I did, don't get on my butt. You know, the new Five Finger Death Punch. We heard Zoltan Bathory on the show earlier in the week. Great, great guy. Amazing story you can check out all five fingers records on amazon or even better my new book the best in the world at what i have no idea bestseller i had a signing here in liverpool the book sold out an hour before i got there which is very very cool but also a drag still had about 600 jerichoholics standing in the pouring rain to come say hi get their book signed i thank each and every one of you people are saying this is the favorite book out of the three i've written the best in the world at what i have no idea if you haven't read it what are you waiting for man go to amazon and buy it listen you can buy whatever you want okay it won't cost you anything extra you gotta buy stuff you gotta go shopping everyone's on amazon once a week, twice a week. If you're going to do that, go through my links, okay? There's no hidden fees or extra challenges. So if you happen to be going through Amazon, doing some shopping, please help out this show in the process. Just go to podcastone.com. Click on the Keep Our Podcast free banner at the top of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. Bookmark it so you can get to those links in one easy click. All right. Before we get to Ash, the fish expert, got to tell you, the Cinderblock Party with Texas Hippie Coalition, Shaman's Harvest, and of course, Fozzie starts one week from Thursday on November November 20th at the Machine Shop in Flint, Michigan. This is an extensive tour. If you're in that area of the country, we are going all over the place, man. We're starting in Flint. Then the next day, Steger, Illinois, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Des Moines, St. Louis, Rockford, Illinois, Kenosha, Wisconsin, Joplin, Missouri, Lubbock, Texas, Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, New Orleans, Destin, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, Cape Coral, Florida, Gainesville, West Palm Beach, Orlando, St. Pete, Florida, the Tampa area on December 12th ends the tour. If you are in those towns or near those towns, you don't want to miss the greatest tour of the fall. You are going to have a great time. It's called the Cinderblock Party. It is a party when you come see Fozzie. When you come see the Texas Hippie Coalition, Shaman's Harvest, go to FozzieRock.com for all ticket information, 
all VIP info. We have one of the best VIP programs in the world today. Ask any former uh, Fozzie B- VIPs. And then next year, we're going over to the UK and Europe for the Cinderblock Party World Tour with the Dirty Youth. That's taking us everywhere, man. We're starting off March 4th in Belfast, Ireland, then Cork, Dublin, Nottingham, England, Wolverhampton, Manchester, Glasgow, Scotland, London, Bristol, Exeter, Southampton, Brighton. Then we're heading over to Paris on March 17th. We're going over to Switzerland, Pratain. Yeah, that's uh, March 18th. Munich, Germany, Mannheim, Bochum. All these dates, once again, at FozzyRock.com. Go check them out and come see us if you're around. You're not going to want to miss it. This is the tour that you are going to love for the rest of your life. I guarantee it. All right, we got WWE Divas Champ Page on the way. But first, we're going to catch up with Ash, the fish expert, answering all your questions. All right, so we're here with the returning Ash, the fish expert. Always uh, good to have you, Ash. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, so over the past uh, couple weeks, there's been this footage from what they're calling the uh, Iceland's Loch Ness Monster. It's the Lagerflot Worm, also known as the Lagerflot Sommer. Now, if you haven't seen this, you can go on YouTube and check it out. So I want to watch the video with you, Ash. And um, I want you to tell me what you think this may uh, may be because what? So let's check it out. So we're going to the video. This is on YouTube, and you can see this long, winding, segmented kind of a worm-type creature going through. Uh, looks like very icy, very cold water. There are a few very important clues in this, such as the wind blowing in the camera. You could definitely hear wind. Mm-hmm. And there, if you look into the water, there are multiple objects floating in it, mm-hmm. along with the actual creature. And there's also a triangular-shaped head attached to this creature. And, I mean, that's a major clue for a snake, like possibly maybe even an anaconda. But there's first... Some kind of like a like an ice anaconda? Possibly. But one of the key clues is that the, is the wind blowing in the camera. So why and is that a clue? Because it, it, it obviously sounds like a very strong pushing wind. Mm-hmm. So that brings to life the evidence of, you know, that it could be just an object that a very loose, you know, like bit of dirt or... yeah, Like, like maybe a, very, a fishing net or something? Yeah, possibly a fishing net. But oh, that... Interesting. So you're saying because the wind is blowing so so loudly in the camera... That that could show uh, that it could be propelling that object through the water. Yes, it could definitely well being just a clump of dirt. That or ice, been, maybe. Yeah, ice. That's just well, not ice because it's you can see it's moving. Yeah, but, that's the thing. It's and it's like segmented. It's, yeah, it's, you see, it's moving like a snake. That's not the right word though. Segmented. Serpentine, like yeah, it's serpentine. Like, it's a, and it's got like clumps of ice on it, so you could tell it. Like it emerged, it almost like emerged from the, just you know the bottom of the uh, lake, and collected bits and pieces of ice in it, and it's just there's just bits and pieces of evidence that could lead to multiple. It could just be clumps of dirt, ice, or it could be something uh, an unknown species of anaconda that we don't know about because that head that just looks formidably like a huge anaconda but i have one piece of information that might put that theory to rest what's that 
all snakes are cold-blooded. That okay. means they, they can't produce their own heat. Okay. So they have to, um, say, lie in, su- in the sun to get energy to move faster. And obviously it's in Iceland, and it's in the middle of the winter. Everything's frozen. There's ice all over. It means that this thing is either a worm or some unknown species because snakes hmm. would not be able to survive in that environment. And just the way it's moving, like it's moving, I feel like it could just move as fast as it wants at any time. But this thing's going, you know, like cruising along. If a anaconda of that size was it was in the um, Iceland or lake, they wouldn't be moving. They'd freeze to death. They're just cold-blooded, so they can't can't make their own heat. Some very good points there, Ash. Yeah. So you're saying that you're not sure exactly what it is, but it can't be a snake, which is what it looks like because snakes are cold-blooded. But also, too, your, your blowing wind theory was, uh, was, it was very well thought out, and you could be right about that. Um, you have lots of fans here from, mm-hmm. from your multiple appearances on Talk is Jericho. So we had uh, put out a, a casting call. I said, if you have questions for Ash, the fish, fish expert, ask now. Use the hashtag AskAsh. So let's go and see uh, what your fans wanted to ask you. Uh, at this cast girl wants to know where is Ash's ultimate dream fishing spot? Probably Australia, like either in the rivers that lead up through Australia, uh, someplace near the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, someplace near the Great Barrier Reef, and I want to go kind of deep out obviously why is that what kind of fish do you want to catch out there there are albacore out there and there are also jacks jack like big big jacks and i i i mean i've caught jacks before i caught little like maybe a foot but i mean they put up a fight that could have been a two-foot fish where did you catch that i just went pier fishing in florida in florida Mm -hmm. um and i caught two jacks and each of them were just awesome fights, great fights, and they they look so cool when you see them in the water. They almost look like panfish, so you'll see them like almost they're on their sides when they'll swim past you, mm-hmm. and they're on their side, and they're the sun hits them. It's like a mirror. It's, it's really cool to watch them. So are they bigger past. in the Great Barrier Reef, or they're they're big all around? I just caught some small. Jack Travels, but yeah, they get pretty big. They get like two okay. feet. Two and what's feet. what's in the Australian rivers that you want to catch? Well, at high tide, water floods in through the uh, rivers, and small sharks and fish get swept into the rivers. And I just like to see the mixture of fish that are in there. Okay. Now, have you when when Lauren Coleman was on Cryptozoologist, he mentioned the Amazon River Dolphin. Yeah, are you familiar with that? Yes, the Explain Am- what that is. The Amazon River Dolphin is, I think, the only river dolphin or dolphin capable to live thrive in a river, and they're pretty much at the top of the food chain because they eat piranhas, and nothing really eats so them except for humans. Dolphins can eat piranhas. Yes. Wow. So piranhas don't go after dolphins. No. The pink river dolphin. But an interesting fact about river dolphins is that they they start their lives out gray, mm-hmm. like a grayish, almost white color. Yeah. And then slowly as their lives go on, they turn to pink. Hmm. Why is that? 
Just genetics? Because they eat uh, crabs. They're like flamingos. Oh, okay. So the crabs turn them pink. Yeah. You are what you eat, right? You are, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, um, then we also have the next question for you. At I am Team Jericho wants to know what is Ash's favorite fish? A fish expert must have a favorite, right? Yes. My favorite, it's a very beautiful fish. It's called a fairy, fairy clown wrasse. They live at coral reefs. They're also found at, at, um, at the Great Barrier Reef in mm-hmm. Australia. So I'd also like to go to Australia to dive at the Great Barrier Reef because of their be- the beauty. But they come in all different colors, like two to three inches. Mm-hmm. They're just, it's called a fairy clown wrasse. They're just beautiful creatures. Wow. Okay, so you actually have to learn how to dive first yeah. before you can go diving. Unless you just talk about snorkeling, right? Okay, then we have uh, at Ruby Believe wants to know, when you hear the word fish, what's the type of fish that instantly pops into your mind? Albacore. <laughs> For some reason. Okay. There you go. Quick, quick answer. At 143MBY2J wants to know, Hey, Ash, what's the most dangerous fish that anyone can find in random lakes around where they live? Probably a snakehead. They're poisonous creatures that can literally go up on land and get... They can live on land for up to like three hours. Wow. And they, can, they walk across the um, pavement. Now, what makes them dangerous? They're poisonous and they have virtually no predators. Hmm. Are they the ones that kind of take over lakes when they? Yes. They're kind of they're, they're invasive species. Right. They're they're not from. They're not this from country. This country. They're from uh, South America. So somebody brought one over and dumped it into a lake, and then they took over. And then re- reproduced so fast, and they got out. They just walked out of the lake and made it to other lakes, and just just spreading across America. So is there a problem now with the snakeheads? Yes, it's a problem. Just like. If you have a sort of swampish, sort of shady area, and you mm-hmm. see every once in a while bubbles on the surface and ripples, like a bunch of little ripples on the top of the water, and if you have a dog, I recommend highly do not let any animals or any children into the water. Okay. Do they bite you? They bite you, and I'm pretty sure they're poisonous. Oh, wow. And okay. they're, very, they're very aggressive. And those little ripples, those are the offspring. Do we go the little ripples that, that follow behind them or something? Or? No, the little ripples that just go to the surface. Oh. And um, the mom and dad, the male and female, just patrol the area within like a 10-foot radius. Okay. So you want to watch out for that? Yeah. Mostly in Florida or They're southern everywhere. states? Southern states, yeah. Mainly yeah. southern states. At Mittens, which is funny because that's the name Woo! of our cat, <laughs> says, does Ash... Uh, well, basically, what does Ash want to do um, when he grows up? I'd like to be a marine biologist mm-hmm. and be a part-time hockey player. <laughs> like Gordon Gecko. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what his name? No, what was his name? Gordon. What was his name in uh, uh, Mighty Ducks? Uh, Gordon. I forget. Whatever his last name yeah, was. Yeah, Gordon something. Be a minor league hockey player. Yeah. Okay. What, what is a what's a, what's a fish scientist? A marine biologist. Oh, no, ichthyologist, sorry. Ichthyologist. So I tell people you want to be an ichthyologist, no one knows what that means. Yeah. They're like, what? At I'm Dark J wants to know what kind of fish do you dislike? Hmm. I dislike Oscar cichlids. 
I had one when I was younger. It literally killed all of my fish in my tank, and it just got so big. And it didn't even eat the fish. It just killed them for the fun of it. What was it called? A tiger Oscar. What was the first word you used? Oscar. Cichlid. Oscar. Tiger Oscar. I think it was tiger Oscar cichlid. Cichlid. Wow. So yeah. they just ate all your other fish. Ate all my other fish. For anybody who's got lots of little tiny fish or just fish in general and they want to get a tiger uh, Oscar cichlid, don't. That's my suggestion. Don't. Okay, take that to heart. Here's an interesting one. At JBL Cena fan wants to know, are hermit crabs actually related to normal crabs, and are they edible? Yes to the first one, and coconut crabs, which are kind of like hermit crabs, are edible. Oh, have you ever tried one? No, but I know they are edible. I'm so, not sure if they, the hermit crabs are edible. So hermit crabs, well, they're probably so small, right? Yeah, they're, I, they're small, and I don't think they taste good. But they're related to normal crabs? Yes. Okay. At Frank FOJ asks you, what's your favorite freshwater fish? My favorite freshwater fish? That's a tongue twister. Yeah. My favorite freshwater fish. My favorite freshwater fish. Would have to be a a red-tailed catfish slash banana catfish. They are really cool fish. They live in the Amazon River. They live towards like... Asia, South America, and places like that. They're really cool fish. They're really bulky. Mm-hmm. Their heads are like their entire sixty percent of their body body weight comes from their skull, mm-hmm. which is super thick. And um, they grow at about like five feet, so as tall as okay, you know, almost me. Yeah, so they're pretty big, pretty big fish, and they're yeah. only freshwater fish. Yeah, they're freshwater fish. All right, and then the last question is from at WWE fan wants to know what is the most difficult fish to catch, and why? The most difficult fish to catch. Well, in my journey to catch a northern pike, I found out that they are extremely difficult to catch. <laughs> Tell us about the northern pike. Where where did you, where have you tried to fish for them? I've tried to fish at Lake Vermilion in northern Minnesota. In northern Minnesota and other lakes around it. And I've had no luck whatsoever. I've tried pretty much every single technique there is to catching a northern. Never even seen one in the lake. And how big are the northerns? They get to like three feet. Northern pikes, they're, they're aggressive, but they're not as big. They don't grow nearly as big as a muskie. Mm. Muskies are like the next level up of a northern pike. And they're, they get really big. I've caught a muskie, but I have not caught a northern pike. What did you use for bait? I was using like a six-inch lure. That's a pretty big lure for a fish. Mm-hmm. But I caught a 48, no, 52-inch uh, muskie. Yeah, you got the picture of that up on your wall. Yeah. Do you know there's a, a Canadian band called the Northern Pikes? <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last question from at I am Darcy. Could Chuck Norris body slam a killer whale? I don't know, Chuck. You might have to watch out for that. I'm on the whale side. Hashtag whaling. Woo! All right, Ash. Well, good job as always. And hopefully, I mean, you know, you got to keep trying for that northern pike. And one of these days, uh, I'm sure you'll catch one. Is that your ultimate ultimate goal right now? For my childhood, yes. <laughs> All right, Ash. Well, uh, your fans came out in droves to ask you these questions. You got any uh, last, last messages for them? Hashtag Ash the Fish Expert. Woo, yeah. 
All right, another fine performance from Ash, the fish expert. And remember, if you see any snakeheads, do not uh, go in the river at all. Stay away from them and stay away from those Oscar siptids or whatever he was talking. What? Cichlids. All right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Eh, amigas, see, already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. Talk is Jericho. All right, we're uh, in the suites. We're up in the big leagues here in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania with, uh, with Paige. Hello. <laughs> it's good to talk to you, Paige. It's funny because I, I said that um, uh, people have been asking, when are you going to have Paige on your show? And I was Pretty like, oh, maybe, maybe. And suddenly just like <laughs> all these people tweeting, well, we want Paige, we want Paige, we want Paige. Yeah. So I text just like the people have spoken. We have to give them what they want. <laughs> yes, so it's cool to, to have you here. Um, and we actually met... Know, four years ago yeah something like that it was that five years ago yeah you were like touring around with yeah, Fozzie with, yeah yeah and you played in Norwich and the I, waterfront the waterfront yeah <laughs> so then I, I was like oh we're gonna take a bunch of people because obviously we're all wrestling fans so we're like oh my god it's Chris Jericho uh-huh. this is great so then like we went and we liked your band anyway but it was my mom's birthday too uh-huh. and we were at the front and then you sang happy birthday to her but then after the show <laughs> and, um I guess your manager was like, oh, you want to come backstage and meet Chris Jericho? And I'm like, fuck yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I was like, wait, I don't want him to think I'm like some like groupie rat person. So then I was like, um, I'm going to bring my mom back with me. So yeah. I brought my mom back with me because I didn't want you to think I was some kind of groupie. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I meant. But I remember that too. I remember yeah. you and your mom coming back. Yeah. And your mom introduced herself because your mom is a wrestler also she is yeah and your mom's wrestling name is Soraya yes. which is actually your name yeah this as is well. my real name yeah yeah so it, it was quite funny because your family is a wrestling family much mm-hmm. like the Hearts or the Von Erics or the Armstrongs or even I guess the McMahons yeah. so you were kind of destined to be in wrestling right from the start actually yeah I was actually wrestling as a fetus believe it or not <laughs> because right my mom was pregnant with me she didn't realize and Robbie Brookside can back me up on this because he was the one who gave my first bump when I was a fetus <laughs> so yeah she didn't realize she was pregnant and he like gorilla pressed her 
like from the ring onto the outside onto like my dad or something like that but then uh, like a month later she's like oh well can't do that anymore i've been knocked up for the last seven months you know so yeah <laughs> for seven months she yeah didn't, she didn't know for a, seven months dude, she's so small like she's like she was smaller than me at some point so when she got pregnant no one even knew like with my brother and everything like she was tiny but then she just like ballooned out Wow, it's crazy. It's so weird, but so so you actually were like a probably a developed fetus at that point. I was a developed fetus. Yes, I've been wrestling. Yeah, I was wrestling before I was born. So there you go. Wow, well, I mean, let's talk about that. So, so your mother, go through the whole list of the wrestlers in your family with their names. Your mother is Soraya Knight. Yeah, Soraya Knight. My dad's Ricky Knight, Mm -hmm. and then um, my brothers is Roy Knight and Zach Knight. Wow. My sister wrestled too. She doesn't anymore. And now my nieces and nephews are getting into it. My granddad was a referee. My uncle was a wrestler called Black Magic. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So not to be confused so. with Black Magic Norman Smiley, one no, of no, your no, no. trainers. I wish Norman Smiley was my uncle, but, you know. <laughs> so, so let's talk a little bit about, about uh, English wrestling and British wrestling. I never wrestled in England per se, but I did wrestle in Germany mm. with a lot of guys from England. Uh, uh, Robbie Brookside, Doc Dean, Johnny South, Drew McIntyre. There was a whole kind of gaggle of English guys. Mm-hmm. So I kind of know a little bit about how it works. Mm-hmm. So your parents have been working over there, kind of independent scene. Is it with Brian Dixon as the guy? One Brian of the guys? Dixon, yeah. Dad has his own company though. He has oh, a WAW. He? Yeah. What's it called? Yeah. WAW. It's the World Association of Wrestling. Okay. And he has, actually, I'm not going to pimp him out right now because he does have Please? a gym. And he does have a training facility. So, you know, if you can contact him, if you want to learn how to wrestle properly, then you should go Of to course, him of course. Where do you contact him? Is there like a website um, or something? There's a website. You can go www.uk.com. Okay. Or you can get him by his number, but you can get everything off, off that website. So. And so how long have they been wrestling for? Oh, my gosh. My dad's been wrestling for about 25 years, maybe over that. Yeah. Maybe 26, 27 years. And then my mom's like been like 22 years or something like that. My brother's... Because... Like, as the kids, we all started like super young, like around 13. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've all been doing it for like over a decade. So <laughs> all of us, even though we're like fragile little children. So are you the baby? I'm the baby. In the family? Yeah. So you grew up in the business. So tell us like when you were uh, uh, like little, like four or five or six, did you go to the matches and watch? Yeah, watch your I would go all the time. Like my mom and dad would take me everywhere with them. But then it got to the point where I was like, oh, I just want to be with my friends. And like mm-hmm. around 11 to 12 or whatever, I was just like, I'm just going to stay at home. So I'd stay at home by myself all the wrestling have house parties and then <laughs> and your parents yeah. were home yeah but then they'd find out and come back and i'd be like a drunken mess in the middle of the floor <laughs> at 12 yeah seriously seriously <laughs> wow. it was bad wow uh i got over that pretty quickly because yeah. i started wrestling but yeah I was a drunken <laughs> did mess. you did you um like did you work in the in the was it the family business did your dad have a promotion back then too yeah he's had the promotion for like way over 20 years okay so because yeah. i know like bret hart used to sell programs and yeah. popcorn and t-shirts did you were you involved in the family business as well yeah so like at the shows if i wasn't wrestling i'd be in the like the merchandise behind the merchandise or i'll be the one giving out the leaflets outside the to try and get people to come into the show mm-hmm. or you know so i'd be doing that kind of stuff helping them advertise and, and that and then wrestle on the show mm-hmm. like they throw me in there yeah <laughs> yeah i do a lot kind of stuff did your dad train you yeah he did dad and mom yeah so so when you were first working what was your wrestling name um my wrestling name was Brittany Knight because this is my dad came up with it when I was younger I like dyed my hair blonde I don't wear makeup so I look like Britney Spears so that's where (laughs) that came from but yeah so I've been wrestling since then but wrestling is is very important to my dad too I remember um this is a funny story 
to like I was at, I would say it was about 14 or something like that and I was like playing outside on my bike or whatever and we had like a show in the nighttime and um I got hit by a car like wow. outside my house. Oh no. And I got like literally like hit by a car. And then um, I remember, like, I was, like, bloody. It was horrible. And then my dad was like, can you wiggle your toes? I'm like, yeah. He was like, great. We've got a show to go to. Get dressed. <laughs> I was like, dad, I got hit by a car. I need to go to the hospital. He's like, no, let's get dressed. We have to go. You're fine. I was like, oh, my No gosh. compassion whatsoever, no, right? it toughens you up. It toughens you up. So when did you start training? How old were you? Uh, 13. So wow. I started training and had my first match at 13, too. It's amazing how most wrestlers from the UK started at 13, whether it's Regal or Brookside or yeah. Davian Dynamite or even the guys, you know, TJ and Harry and the guys yeah. from Calgary so young like you could never start that young here you know you'd, you'd have to sign a waiver wait till you're 16 yeah. or 18 or something it's kind of like a like a gypsy kind of fan like we're right. all kind of gypsy little carny people so like as soon as like my dad gets into wrestling like it becomes a family thing like mm. I guess British people are very fa- like family orientated right so like Anything they do, they're like, oh, let's get the kids involved. So yeah, we, uh-huh. we start early. So now all my nieces and nephews are doing it, and they're like super young. They're like younger than younger wow, than, I was. than you were. Yeah. So w- when you were young, um, was there certain guy, uh, guys or girls in the UK wrestling scene that you looked up to? Like, yeah, what were some I, of the names that were there? Well, you know, I always looked up to Klondike Kate. Klondike Kate. Now she's yeah. a famous female yeah, wrestler. Yeah, famous. There was but like, older, right? Yeah, yeah. She's like she was a veteran back then. She's a veteran now. Mm. Like obviously, my family, I've always looked up to them. But then there'd be people like Johnny Saint, like Danny Boy Collins, who I thought was amazing. I love Danny Boy. Sure. The, cla- uh, the classic guys like that. Yeah, yeah. like all, just all those type of guys like I really looked up to. Um, what about, like, what, did you ever see anything like Rollerball Rocka? Oh, Rollerball Rocka. Rollerball Rocka. Yeah, 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 because we'd, we'd still, we still have it on a TV. So mm-hmm. we'd have like all the old school wrestling on there. And I remember seeing Fit on there. Oh, and, right on. Yeah, so like we'd, we'd watch it on there. But yeah. How crazy is Johnny Saint? Oh, he's incredible though. He's yeah. crazy, but he's incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, not crazy. I, I don't yeah. know him, but crazy watching him in the yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, 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 not a lot of people have seen him, but he does the most ridiculously smooth reversals and transitions mm. that, if you if you don't see it, it's hard to describe. Yeah, he's it, just like a normal looking guy. It looks very easy. He makes it look very easy. But when he yeah. trained with us, like I, I, was, I can't, I can't get this. This yeah. is the toughest thing I've ever done. And he just makes it so smooth and so slick. And I'm like. I can't do that. I'm Everybody plug. tries it and it never looks as good. I no. remember trying something. It's like it just yeah. looks like, crappy. Ooh, it looks like sh- yeah. If you guys want to check it out, go on YouTube. I'm sure you can find some Johnny Saint stuff. It's just it's incredible. It'll blow your mind. Yeah. But that's the, the, there is an English style of wrestling yeah. that's different from anywhere else in the world. You know, yeah. the actual wrestling, I think, like yeah, chain wrestling and different. stuff, right? Yeah, it's very different. We call it ins and outs in England. Actually. Ins and outs? Like chain wrestling. So I, there's a lot of the, the words are completely different when I first came over here. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the thing I had to get used to. But yeah, we call it ins and outs. But it's very different. Like a lot of the stuff that I did with the girls, they had no clue what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the American stuff they were doing, I was like, I have no clue what you're doing. <laughs> like, this is different for me. Like an O'Connor roll. I didn't know what it was till I come over here. What did you call it? I didn't know. What oh, you never had it. Yeah, okay. I, I never did an O'Connor roll before. I'm like, wow, this is weird. But did you ever call it international? Yeah. Oh, an international. But ours is different. Ours is different. Well, the international over there is. So, so it would be like a wrestling sequence, right? Right. Like yes. a spot. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like headlock, send in, and then we'd call it a check instead of tackle. Uh huh. And then we'd get them back in the headlock again, send them off, and then it'd be like a drop down, which we'd call a sleep, and then another check, uh, and then that would end in like a sleep bolt, hip toss, or a sleep leap. Leap. See, I still have to get you. It's, it's, so a leapfrog is still a leapfrog, right? Yeah. Oh, we call it a vault. A vault. Okay. Yeah. It's re- so these are things I'd get used to. So anytime I speak to girls, they'd be like, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm like, ah. I remember when I first went to Hamburg, I met uh, Boston Blackie. 
yeah. was his name. Yeah. And he said, are you, are you a villain or a blue eye? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? Are you a villain or a blue eye? <laughs> yeah. And I could figure out what villain meant, but I had no yeah. idea. What's a blue eye? Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's a baby face. And I learned all this stuff like a blue eye. I'd never heard of that before yeah, in my life. it's so different, right? You know? It's crazy. Or how about uh, a Cockney slang? Oh, that Cockney the- rhyme. My dad speaks some pure Cockney rhyme slang. Crazy, right? Yeah, like legit. Like I've only like re- just realized what he's saying over these past years, but he'd always be like... <laughs> Talk about boat races, claret. Claret means blood. So he's like, like no one understands. Okay, well, boat race. So Cockney slang is it's kind of a you take a word that rhymes with another. Like boat race is face. face. Yeah. What is claret? Um, I don't know the full word. I just know Dad says it a lot. It means blood. It's probably like claret and mud or something. Like yeah, some rhyming thing. Something silly like that, and then it'd be like blood. Okay. So and then like Scotch eggs or legs. Yeah, Scotch eggs or legs. Apples and pears are stairs. Stairs. Like that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Syrup and fig is wig. Wig, yeah. You know I love it. That's yeah, I just to speak pretty good. Regal would always live to this day. You might see someone look at the syrup on that guy. Oh, yeah. My dad goes out of syrup all the time. <laughs> syrup is, is like one of those really bad wigs. I, I really want my dad to be on like a podcast one day and then no one will yeah, yeah. Like I have to translate for him all the time. <laughs> like even to British people, they're like, what is he saying? And he's like got a really deep like rough voice as uh-huh. well. So I'm like... And, yeah, because uh, it's a real kind of a secret term. Yeah. Uh, the other one was uh, go for a Donald, which is a Donald oh, yeah. Duck, which is a sexual thing, <laughs> yeah. which I'm sure you can figure out. Oh, I, t- I took or the go. Tom- th- or a Tommy Tank. A Tommy which, Tank. Which is, you know. Uh, you know, pleasuring yeah. yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I took the girl with the nice Scotch eggs for a Donald, and I was like, "Wow, what does that even mean?" But yeah, it was it was it's cool to when you go there from from coming from Canada, going over there and hearing all that. It was really yeah. interesting and cool for you coming from England to the states. What were some of the things that were new for you that you hadn't heard? Like you mentioned, uh, just like the different th- like you cool like all the wrestling moves completely different, and then the culture is different. Like everything is so different compared yeah. to England. Like it's just too much to even describe. Because it. you moved over here on your own because you. Yeah. Are you 22 now? Yeah. Right. So when you came, you were 20? No, I was uh, just turned 19. Wow. Yeah, when I came over here. Yeah. I- I'm surprised that the company even signed you that early I on. I know. Hey, there's JoJo. Come <laughs> on Jojo. now. She's like 12. I think Kelly was 19 when she first yeah. signed too. So they have done that They've before. They've had like a lot of youngins, but they haven't done it in like a while. Well, yeah. But yeah, I was. I guess I was very lucky. But I didn't. I had like two tryouts. And the first one, I didn't get signed. So let's go, let's go back a bit. So you're working in England with your family. Yeah. You're doing independence. Did you ever go to like the Butlins and all that stuff? Oh, I did. Holiday I, camps. Yeah, I actually went traveling like across the world by myself by the time wow. I was 14. Yeah. By wrestling? Yeah. So I'd go to like Norway, Denmark, Italy, Germany, Belgium, France, Turkey. You're America. kidding. Yeah. At 14? Yeah. I just start. That's when I started. So my first trip was to Norway and that was at Wow. 14. Yeah. With your so, mom or? No, by myself. Yeah, I would do it all by myself. <laughs> would they send you out to other promoters, or, or would uh, you... no? The promoters, would, like, I'd do this thing. Like when I was younger, I'd like like send out like a lot of CVs because I was like, I want to make it in wrestling. Like this is my passion. This is what I want to do. So I wrote a CV of all the stuff I did. It wasn't very much. CV is like a resume. Yeah, a resume. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. And uh, like it took a while, but they didn't really buy it first. Like you're a kid, like blah blah. blah. But in the end, like my dad got me the Nor- Norwegian promotion. Mm-hmm. Like he got me the first promotion I went to. So then that on my CV, it helped. And then on oh, my resume, and then I wow. continually went out, and then I started getting more bookings, and then I was like, I was touring all the time, like every different, every week I'd be in a different country. Like my dad would be like, "Wait, where are you this weekend?" I'm like, "I don't know, like Italy or something." <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was good. It was fun. That, that's amazing to think at that young of an age going over there and just showing how things are so much different yeah. in Europe. To be 14, you can go travel on your own. Mm-hmm. I mean, where would you stay when you went to like Norway? 
Like they would have, like I had the like, good friends over there. So some places I'd have friends, I'd stay at the houses or they'd get me a hotel or something like that. Like they pay for everything. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I will not get out of bed if you do not pay for my hotel, <laughs> my gas, my flight. Like, you know, like I was very like, no, 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 no. I'm not paying. Like if you want me, you, you'll take wow. me. Wow. You know? And how, how I've never been, I don't think we've ever been as a company, WWE to Norway or no, those companies are not very, it's not very big wrestling there. Oh no, it is. Oh wow! So like, there's like one wrestling company over there, which is NWF. Like, it's a fantastic company, and they always sell. Like, there's so many people that go there, and like, there's so many wrestling fans. Like, it always packs out. I'm like, why do we not like go out there? Like, it's it's a right. great market. Like, to any Scandinavian country. Actually. We've been to like, Finland once yeah. or twice. I've been to Finland once. Mm. I, don't, I can't remember going to Denmark or Sweden mm. or Norway, any of those places. Yeah, it, I feel like we should definitely go out there. It'll be a good. Help. So you were going out there at 14. Did you have to lie about your age at all? Or? No, actually, I was all right. No, I they never just, lied. No one cared. No. It's like you're 14 and it's all right. No, it's good, it's good because like I'd send them clips of my wrestling and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, she's pretty decent for a 14. And there wasn't a lot of girls back then even uh -huh. like now there's like tons of female wrestlers but like then there was there wasn't many so and it's good to bring in like an international person mm -hmm. i guess so like having a, like a british girl on your norwegian show or your turkish show is like a good thing so wow so so you were working all these different places mm -hmm. and then so you mentioned that you had a tryout how, how did that come about right so like uh there was a guy called drew mcdonald yes and yeah he was like a talent scout right and i actually knew him but he was friends with my dad. But the thing is, he was like, I will not give your daughter a trial if she's not good enough. Hmm. Like, he was very, like, on, he was just like, no, good, I'm not going to give it to her. I'm not, I'm not doing, like, these friends' benefits. Like, was there like, some political issues between the two, maybe, or something? Or uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think they were good friends, I'm, maybe. I don't know. Like Over the years in England, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of stabbing. and <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to give your daughter a trial then, yeah. you know? But, yeah, so he came to, like, a show. And I was actually in a match with my mom and dad. Like, it was a mixed tag match. It was me and, like, I think Martin Kirby against my mom and my dad on an RDW show. Mm -hmm. And he come, and he was just like, I like you. Like, and I was like, cool. <laughs> and then he was just like, I'm going to give you a trial. And I was literally like, gobsmacked. I was mm. like, what? And he was like, it's not guaranteed. Like, I can put your name in or whatever. Just get me like pictures, your resume, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh my God. Like, I was freaking out. I was like, no way. And I was like, 18. And I was like, Ugh. so it come, he like sent me an email and was like, okay, we have, we, you have the, you're guaranteed a trial. Come in, like, it was November 2010. Was this at the O2? Um, it was at the O2, it was in London, yeah. And uh, it was November 2010, but um, I tried to be a diva. So I came in, I was just like, right, I have to be tanned, I have to take out my piercings, I have to dye my hair bright, I have to wear color, like this is what they want, this is what I have to give them. Mm -hmm. So I went there and it was <laughs> a disaster. Like, Red uh, reels? Uh, it was, yeah, <laughs> it was rotten. It was like too far under the armpits rotten. It was really bad. But, Red yeah. reels of rotten is cotton in cockney, cockney slang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry. So, you have to, give you you have to explain to the, to the peeps. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I didn't get, and plus they were like, I wasn't, I guess, I don't know how to explain it. Like, mm. um, they they said something like. From a look standpoint or yeah. a work, so they, you didn't look like the diva that they wanted? Yeah, they were just like. So when you were trying to look like a diva, they didn't like you. You didn't look like a diva. No, yeah. yeah, exactly. They were just like, okay, like, I mean, you're pretty, you're just not. Yeah, that. you're not the Barbie doll yeah, thing that we're looking we for want. at the time, right? So I was like heartbroken. I was like, oh my god, like that I'm hurt your feelings? Enough. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I feel ugly and blah, blah blah. But I was like, you know what? If I have a trout next time, like this is gonna make me work harder. So I was like, I'm gonna go as myself, and if they don't like it, they don't like it. Mm -hmm. like, unless like yeah, I'm gonna just, keep trying. Right. But, 
So yeah, and then who, who was watching you when you did your tryout? Oh, so it was actually Johnny Ace, John mm-hmm. Lonares. He was the one who was the he was the guy, and he was he was he's amazing. Now he's yeah, lovely. Yeah. Like he helps me completely. But um, but if you look who was there diva wise in that time, it was your Kelly Kelly, Maurice, yeah. Eve, Bella's, like all these real, real, real kind like of models. conventionally model pretty girls, like right? cookie cutter, like supermodel beautiful right. girls, right? And I get that. So I was like, okay, like I'm just an 18 year old trying to be like this, but whatever, like mm-hmm. I'll do it again. And so they wrote to me again. It was like, okay, we want you to come to like the tryout in April the next year. So I was like, oh my gosh, like they give me another chance. Okay, right, fine. Like, and you know, like I was getting in shape. Like I, I went back to the way I was, like how I am now, pale, like disgustingly pale, <laughs> piercings, like a hot mess, really. And um, and I was the only girl trying out. I was the only girl and there was literally like 15 guys one of them being my brother and then we were all like the ones who were running it was Jamie Noble and Dustin Goldust mm-hmm. and um, Ty Bailey at the time was the scout so yeah like we all had to like stand around the ring and then just tag in and out but like they liked me and my brother beating the crap out of each other like so much that um, Jamie was like tag yourself in and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna get heat like what do we do like I can't just like take over this trial I was like uh, you know yeah. what and like this big jack guy comes to the corner I just like boom and like tag myself in and then me and my brother were just like knocking did, lumps did, out of each did other did you guys say beforehand like let's try and get in there together yeah yeah. we were just like we need to get into because like we train together yeah right. you know each so, other yeah Yeah, and like we're not scared to like punch lumps out of each other because we're so used to it <laughs> brother and sister of course we want to be yeah but like Dustin and Jamie were just like they they were laughing so hard but in a good way and they're just like yeah like beat each other up okay okay like Soraya like start getting up and start hitting them blah, blah, blah. so it's like this is great and then after the tryout um so we we're doing that like for like two hours no jokes mm-hmm. two hours straight and me and my brother was in there for I'd say like three quarters of the time so I was like sweating bullets it was <laughs> but then Dustin was like uh, okay like after that he was like I just want to show you some stuff so he was like training me for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. which was like mind-blowing I was like oh my gosh like gold dust is like training me right now he probably wanted yeah. to go in there and see what else he probably liked yeah. what you did but let's see what she can do with someone that she doesn't know yeah maybe, right? and he was like tweaking a lot of my stuff that he said okay like you can do this but maybe try it like this and I was like, oh yeah, thank you. And like my mind was like blown, my ovaries was exploding, like it was pretty brutal. But it was like awesome. So then we got back into the locker room and then like Drew comes in and he was like, all right, you, you, and you were signed. And he pointed to me and I was like, oh my God. That quickly? <laughs> yeah. It was wow. Like, I lost my mind. Like I was like, because they didn't do that before. They've never done that. Like, da, da, da. And like out of all of them, I was the only one that lasted. Ah, sorry. Say it again. What happened? What? I was the only one that lasted. <laughs> <laughs> the rest are gone. But yeah, wow. I completely lost my mind. And like I caught my mum was there. She came to the tryout, and she was like crying. And then like I called my dad and my other brothers, and they were like screaming down the phone. I was like, I did it. Like it was. How was it for your brother though? Oh man, you know what? I felt so freaking terrible. Like, yeah. Just because like it was his dream for a lot longer as mm-hmm. well because he started when he was nine and he's like a year older than me but he is that's like that's him like he knows every entrance he knows every wrestling move like the the rest is that a lot of people don't know he knows like he literally lives breathes wrestling mm-hmm. like that's him so he was like really sad he was very proud of me like don't get me wrong he was very very happy for me but at the same time he was like so good he oh, was just like imagine, his yeah. face dropped and i was like and he tried out and he kept trying out and I hope one day like him and my brother Roy get signed mm-hmm. because they're both amazing talents but like yeah I mean I still feel like 
now. <laughs> like, like I'm doing it, and he's proud of me, and he says it's not like, but he's like, it's fine. I have like a kid, and I'm married, and blah blah. blah. But I'm just like, it's still like. Sure. It happens in in wrestling families. I mean, like I said, I, I know it happened with Eddie, yeah. uh, because Eddie came into the WWE, and his brothers never came in the. Mm-hmm. They were never there, and would used to kind of not not put the screws to him, but kind of try and make him feel guilty at times because yeah. Eddie was top star here and yeah. he's like oh you think you're some kind of hot shot you think you don't stink he's like no I'm just me yeah, yeah. but that's kind of sometimes uh, you know you, you wonder like you said it was my dream and then he got it him yeah, yeah. but you but know he's actually so supportive he that's was never great. like my family are like the most support like they they that's great. Yeah. My dad's Facebook is like a shrine to me. <laughs> like his header, he's like, like fans are adding him on Facebook because they think it's me because like the whole profile is just <laughs> page, 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 page. So yeah. And I have, how about with your mom? Oh yeah, she's proud. She still wrestles too. So she comes over to America like twice a year. So mm-hmm. I see her, but yeah, she's incredibly proud. And plus like we don't have like a huge age gap between me and my mom. So she's like my, my best friend. So we, like, yeah. We do like everything together. I tell her everything. Like it's <laughs> weird how much I tell her. But that's good, though. (laughs) All right. Here we go, Mom. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right. We're uh, in the suites. We're up in the big leagues here in Wilkes-Barre, mm. Pennsylvania with, uh, with Paige. Um, <laughs> so, so you get signed. Yep. And how long was it before you actually came over to the States? Eight months. Okay. Yeah. So really, like, it took eight months to get over here because of my visa. And they said, you can come before Christmas. But then you'll be here for a week and then you'll like get to go home again or you can just come after Christmas and then like it'll be New Year's Day and then you just start from there. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, I want to start on New Year's Day. Like it's incredible. So yeah, I, I come New Year's Day of 2012. So I mean, I know when I was 19, I moved from, from Winnipeg to Calgary by myself, left mm-hmm. everything I knew behind, all my friends, yeah. gathered what I could take in my car and, and drove out there to start this new life. Yeah. And it's scary because it's very scary. even though you're signed. Yeah you're leaving everything and for you you weren't just leaving a city you're leaving a whole country behind yeah country family friends everything but you can actually see a little bit of this journey because we did like a documentary leading up to it oh did you and yeah it was it's actually on youtube it's at one like awards and stuff wow. it's called um the wrestlers fighting with my family so if you watch it, it's like 45 minutes long but it shows like uh, us before the trial after the trial you did this um, yourself no, like we got followed by like an actual professional like oh. documentary team, and it, it legit won awards in England for the and what's best it documentary. Called? Uh, the wrestlers fighting with my family. The wrestlers fighting with my family. Yeah. Okay. It's really it's a really good documentary, you know, but um. You check that out. Check out the Johnny Saint video and then yeah. check that out. <laughs> yeah, check that out too. I'm like <laughs> pimping them out. Yeah, please. But yeah, you can see me at the airport, and I'm like in tears. Like my dad's not a crier, but he was like crying his eyes out i had like a bunch of people like saying goodbye to me walker it was really depressing it's like me walking through the airport with my hood up like, eh. like you know <laughs> how did you feel uh you know it was like a mixing it's like bittersweet you know mm. i'm like oh my god i get to go live my dream but look what i have to give up mm-hmm. the sacrifice yeah the sacrifices you make but all the sacrifices are worth it because you know like friends come and go but my, my family are always going to be there as mm-hmm. well so like and we speak to each other all the time and even if i don't speak to them like a week like we'll catch up on skype mm-hmm. and stuff like that so 
So yeah. you go over to Orlando, yeah. and when you land... Tampa first. Sorry, Tampa, Tampa right, yeah. FCW at the time. Yeah. You land at the Tampa airport, is there someone yeah. to pick you up, or do you just yeah. have to take a taxi, or how did they go? No, luckily we knew someone just because uh, like I was wor working beforehand, right? So I met people, and there was a woman called Lexi Fife who was a wrestler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, she was a sweetheart. She picked me up from the airport. She let me stay at hers for like two weeks. She got my social security. She got like... Because I wasn't getting paid yet, like I was borrowing money. Like she got me my apartment. She sorted all my bills out. She legit like mummed me for like two weeks, <laughs> and then she was like, "Okay, flee the nest," and like she like put me in my apartment. But it was yeah, she was she was an absolute star. Like without her, I don't know what I'd do. Like I have no clue what, how to get social security. I don't know how to get a driver's license. Like I don't know anything. So the company didn't hook any of that up for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they give you like the, the check or whatever, like they give you the money. Uh -huh. It's just like, okay, you have to do this. Like, but I like it because it's just like, hey, if I want this, like I need to right. work hard for it. You know, so it, like at the same time, it, like it was a pain in the ass, but it was just like, no, this means I'm working really hard for what I want. You right know? off the so, bat, you got to yeah. fend for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of put me in that position where I defend for myself. So I was like, okay, well, this makes me grow up pretty quickly. Like, Did you yeah. have to fly yourself over? No. Okay, they no, flew you they over. Flew me. Yeah, they pay for my visa, everything. So. And, and it, it, it's it's funny because I remember uh, going to Japan the first time right before I turned twenty one. It was nineteen ninety, I guess, mm -hmm. and had no visa, mm -hmm. no idea who was picking me up, no yeah. idea. But I had two hundred bucks in my pocket and got off the plane just like I hope someone picks me yeah. up. I'm, like, I'm in freaking <laughs> Narita Airport. I don't know anything. Yeah. And that's but it's like here you go, buddy. You want to yeah. do this? Go yeah. do it. Yes, and that's perfect. I, I recommend they do that to like everyone. Right. Like I think that's a great idea. Because you're not just learning in-ring experience, you're learning life experience. Life, ex yeah. Which hardens you to deal with all of the ups and downs of this job. Yeah, luckily like I was – I already lived by myself. Like I lived in Norway by myself for a year. At like, fourteen, <laughs> I was I was I was like fifteen, I think I was. Yeah. And then like with a boyfriend. Yeah. But I was basically living over there. And then when I come home, like my parents had a bar, so I'd live in the bar by myself. Like so, I was used to doing this by myself, but I wasn't used to being like I need to pay bills. I need to <laughs> do all this kind of stuff. I need to like sort my life out. I need to grow up. Yeah. So yeah, that bit sucks. Like now I have to pay for bills and stuff. Like I hate that. I get like tons of envelopes through the freaking door all the time. But you're uh, you have that old soul mentality. It's like you yeah. can tell you're you're wise beyond your years because of the way that you grew up. I blame yeah, I blame that on my parents. They they brought me up well. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. So uh, describe like you mentioned how things were different in the ring. First day of camp, you show up. Tell us about that. The girls weren't very nice to me. They weren't. <laughs> Why? Because I mean, she talks funny. No, it was just like, you know, I don't know. It's like being like the first day of actual like, school. Like, mm -hmm. People don't know you. They're trying to fill you out. And like, I'm a different looking girl. Like I'm coming in, like I have a different look. Like, right. Yes. Like, so, um, like one girl ended up being like, oh, I was just friended by you. But I'm not going to name names, but they, they were pretty mean. One girl who was always amazingly nice to me there was Summer Rae. Oh, okay. She's a beautiful woman inside and out. Like, she, as soon as I came in, she was like, oh, my God, like, I'll be your friend type thing, you know? Like, she was so amazing. But, like, the rest of the girls, oh, my gosh. For, like, the first couple months, like, I wouldn't show it there because I'm like, no, I'm, like, a tough girl. And then mm -hmm. I go home and I, like, break down. I was just like, these girls are mean. Like, yeah. what the f But, like, all, this, all the time, like, say, 
the girl was crying in the locker room and I walked in, I was like, Hey, are you okay? She's like, I'm fine. Like that. And like scream at me. I'm like, all right. And then like my stuff, like I keep it by the door, but then it ended up getting moved. And it's just like, it's just silly stuff like that. Like they wouldn't talk to me. Uh-huh. And like, they, like, I think I, I did something a little bit too hard in the ring. And then they were like, Oh, it's because she's like trying to take you out and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like I just, I'm just a little bit rougher, I guess, than your average diva. Like, I don't know. <laughs> The, the high school mentality. Yeah, it's like of, the high wrestling. school mean girls type thing. But then once they realized I wasn't going to take that, uh-huh. because every time they said something to me, like, I'd snap back. I'm like, no, I'm not going to take your Like, this is my job. Like, I'm not here to make friends anyway. So, <laughs> like, F you, you know? Right. So, yeah. Because um, you, you do come in, you know, like you said, pale skin, yeah. dark hair, big, you know, eye makeup, yeah. and that's your gimmick kind that's of thing. thing. You know, yeah. the piercings. But I can see when you first come in, the same reason why you didn't get signed up for a second. She doesn't look like a diva. Yeah. Oh, my God, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, you know, people get used to it, but the girls are like, I become really good friends with them all. So like mm-hmm. now, like I still stay in contact with a couple of them, you know, others I don't, but you know, like, you know, you, they're, they're fine. And I look at like, I don't like drama anyway. So any drama, like I just try and stay out of it. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens. Did like, you start finally making friends after some? Yes. Yeah. So always have some, like the girls that I love, like right now who are my babes are like Emma, Summer, um, April, even though she's trying to get a restraining order on me, oh, yeah, trying, yeah, trying yeah, to keep yeah. the old gimmick that going. Bitch. Um, and Bailey, like she is my freaking girl. Like, Bailey's in NXT right Bailey's now. Bailey's in NXT. Like she's doing like this whole gimmick where she's like, which is like her in real life. Like she's not as like weird, but <laughs> like she's like a huge wrestling fan, like massive wrestling fan all her life. And she finally became a wrestler, which her story is beautiful, by the way. Like you should hear her story, but and Emma's too. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like now she's doing this whole gimmick in a wrestling thing where she's like this super duper wrestling fan who gets nervous and happy that she's wrestling these certain people, but she has like a mean streak. But it's like fantastic to watch, and she's That's incredible. Cool. Yeah, she's amazing wrestler, like amazing person. Was it hard at first um, when you started training? Because I'm sure you were way more advanced than probably all the girls because you had so much experience. But did did you have some? bad habits that you had to yes. unlearn oh my gosh yeah norman's body we get so mad at me he's like you can't do that like i have a lot of indie habits like mm-hmm. terrible ones but then yeah and then they actually said to me one day they were like okay like we actually need to water you down in what way like um too many moves yeah or? like just like um you have to come down to like a, a certain level to be in like a ring with someone mm-hmm. like so not with everyone but like you know some girls who are just starting out like i'm trying to do all this kind of stuff they're like okay you need to like adjust yourself. yeah adjust yourself when you're in the ring with certain people and that was like a bad habit so i'm like no they need to learn like you know, <laughs> i was like okay I'll stretch them yeah but i'm like okay no i need to help so yeah. like it went from like being like kind of dicky like come on you should know this by now how long you've been wrestling for to Okay, no, I actually really need to help you. Like, right. And like now, I like I love to help people. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, I love to. Like summer. Oh my gosh, there was one time I was trying to teach her how to drop kick at mm-hmm. FCW, and I was like, get up and do it again, because my family would be like, get up and do it again, get up and do it, and we just have to do it over and over again. And um, and she was literally like, stop making me do it, Raya. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you're gonna do it. And then she nailed it, and it was fantastic. And now she's like, just a great the repetition. Yeah, yeah, like the same thing with like selling. Like my my mom and dad would be like, okay, you need to stand in the middle of the ring close your eyes and then um you're just gonna feel someone hit you and you have to like 
sell it mm -hmm. but they, they they do it enough to where you're like ow like but then like you know how to sell mm -hmm. so yeah like i do that with somebody like too. method acting they're really yeah. hitting you yeah. to make you sell it yeah so like I, my mom would slap you on the face and i'd be like oh like that and i'd like get a punch in the gut and i'd be like oh my gosh <laughs> you know like i'd be selling it like and it'd be the right way because i'm actually getting hit but then mm -hmm. i know i'm like okay like now when you're not getting hit but do the same reaction yeah yeah, yeah. so you know you've been hit you've been beating the crap out of right now <laughs> go out there and do it without touching someone how was the transition from the the uh, uh, the FCW kind of you know old school barn of a wrestling facility and then going yeah. to NXT which was like this big giant amazing performance center yeah luckily I got to be in the performance center for about a year so mm -hmm. like but it's incredible like so FCW I thought was amazing in the first place so walking down like wow this is it this is great but it was so tiny it had mm -hmm. three rings the locker room we couldn't we could barely fit six like people. 70 80 people in there right yeah you could not fit anyone like mm -hmm. it was it was always hot it was sticky like it was just like day it was like it wasn't like great so when hunter made like built this performance center it was just like whoa like this is the wwe <laughs> like you walk in you have like a gym because usually we'd have to travel like 40 minutes to go to a gym so mm -hmm. we can work out or whatever but we have a gym in there, we have like doctors, we have like promo rooms, which we did not have in FCW. Like we'd have promo day, which is the most nerve-wracking experience of my life, by the way, because I never used to do it before I got here. But yeah, and... Uh, so who did promo day? Dusty Rhodes. Oh. So that was incredible, but he was like trying to feel me out at the start as well. So he would always make me like every time, every promo day, he'd be like, I do my promo. And then you make me go up at the end to do like an ad-lib promo. Mm -hmm. Just be like, okay, here's a, here's a situation, go do it. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, you're in love with Seth Rollins and stuff. And then he was like, okay, now Seth Rollins broke your heart and he took your toaster and stuff. And I'm like, uh. and so I had to like, just do these promos, but then he liked me because he said he was. But that worked because it now in this work. in this thing you're doing with AJ, there's a lot of promos. You've had more promo yeah. time over the last month than you've probably had your whole time here. Yeah, the whole time. Right. Like it was, it's crazy, and I'm really happy that they're trusting us with it. Mm -hmm. But other, it's, the one promo I was really nervous about doing was remembering the poem because at first I was having a card, mm -hmm. and then they took it away from me. I'm like, nope, you have to remember this, and I'm like. Mm! Like, oh, that was the problem. But I'm, I'm very lucky because without Dusty and him doing that to me, I'm like, no, I can do this. Like, I'm fine. And that's what Triple H was saying uh, when I had him on, on, on this show. He said that he tells people, if you don't make it, it's on you because you're getting more than anybody else has ever gotten yes. that made it. Like, you know, when I trained, I mean, it was talk about a dump, but there was no promo class. There was, you mm -hmm. know, sit in front of a camera and mess around. But you guys are, are getting a chance to really cut your teeth in all these different yeah. areas before you get to the big leagues. Yeah, which is crazy because, like, before I came here, I didn't have that either. Mm -hmm. So I did, like, seven years of just wrestling. So there's no promos in England, really? No, or, yeah. no, nothing. Like, I didn't do a promo. Like, yeah. no. Um, my dad would say, do something on the mic real quick. like A challenge or something. Yeah, yeah. like, nothing, like, serious like that. So, um yeah, I never had that. So when I come here, I was like, wow, this is new. Like, mm -hmm. we have so much. Like, they're teaching us so much. And it was a lot to take in at first because they're giving you so much. So he's right. If you don't succeed, it's definitely on you because we have everything at our fingertips mm -hmm. that can make us into a star. But it's just, like, being wise and yeah. doing it. Right, right, smart, right, right. You know? but, so, so you're training in, in FCW, then XT. Yeah. Do you know when you're going to get called up? Is there like any, or no. you just have to be ready, like kind of like a doctor when the pager goes off, you got to go to the yeah. surgery type thing? Yeah, like it was just kind of like last minute, like for, like I got told, like, okay, you're ready, you're ready, you're ready. So, like, I was, they gave me the championship. Like, I was the first time NXT Women's Champion, and they were like, okay, you're ready. Like, we're going to build you, we're going to do this. So, okay, like a year goes past, nothing happens. So, I'm just like still training hard, still working hard. And I'm like, okay, you're going to come to WrestleMania Access. And I'm like, 
okay great that's fantastic and i remember like i got worked so hard on that access this year like bill was like some people like were late to come up and bill's like okay quickly go out there and have another match for me and charlotte like the crowd took to it so much she was like go out there and do another five minutes i'm like i lost my voice like because i was screaming so much like i was like a mess like i wrestled so much i went and done silence back to back like you know like very busy yeah he worked me worked me to the bone which is great so I had no idea anything was gonna happen like mm. the day of the day after WrestleMania, right? So then, like, I am, I'm at Raw, and then we're in the ring, we're training a little bit, and then Sarah is the one that comes up to me, and she was like, "Hey, you're doing something today," and I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 "What did you just say?" She's like, "I don't know what it is, but something with AJ, maybe a promo." So I'm like, "Whoa, okay." She's this like, is on Raw. Yeah. yeah. So I was like sweating. My butt was sweating. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to faint. I'm going to throw up. But I, I go to my mom and dad. I was like, I text them. I didn't tell them what it was. I was just like, I may be doing something today. Like, yeah, I may be doing something today. Just watch Raw. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So they were like, okay, cool. And I was like, it's not guaranteed. But I didn't tell them what it was. And of course, they know that because they're in the wrestling business. Yeah. Nothing so ever they're guaranteed. just like, yeah, ever. My yeah. dad's always just like, don't get your hopes up. Right. He's always like, don't get your hopes up because you don't want to shout, you know? So, um, I, I, later on fit comes up to me and it was literally like the doors were opening and I still aren't having it. Like I have no mm. idea what the hell I'm doing. And he was just like, he hands me like the promo and he was just like, okay, and this is what's going to happen today. And I was like, <gasps> what? And I just broke down in and tears. what was happening? I was winning like the championship, right? And your first night in. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> I, he took rest time and I was crying. And he was like, okay, you need to like chill out. Like you need to stop. You need to calm down. Mm-hmm. Like we're not telling anyone yet. Like, like no one knows. Like don't say anything to anyone. And I was like, oh. And he was like, clean yourself up. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like a mess. I'm like trying to like, and, and you- I'm walking around like, hmm. Like, and I'm trying not to, like, sell anything. And you knew Fit from, from back in England, right? He worked um, for you or you'd no, seen him around or not no. at all? I, he was he was friends with my family. Gotcha. So, like, I never met – I met Regal, like, when I was right. a babe, but um, – He knew your family. Yeah, though, he was. Right. He knew my family. Gotcha. So he was friends with us. So you can talk frankly with you. Clean yourself up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, great. I remember, like, one, when I first had, like, a tryout and, like, he didn't like my looks. He was like, you need, you look like you need a good wash. And I'm like, thanks, Fit. <laughs> And he always does this thing, like, he doesn't care about, like, rolling around with the divas. Like, he gets really stuck in. Like, he treats us like the boys. Yeah. He always hits my head against something. Like, all the time. Even if we're on a freaking plane or something like that. I'm, like, bent down. And he's, like, smacked my head against, like, the <laughs> against the armrest. And I'm, like, fit. I walk past the ring. He, like, smacks my head against the rope. And I'm, like, oh. Like, kick me in the face. Like, but I love it. It's cool. He knew you came up the right way. That's Yeah, why. he's, like, you're really You're a knight, damn it. Yeah, but he's, he's, in, he's incredible. So, um, so you yeah. get the promo. Yeah, so I, like I do the and the reception, like I was like they're not supposed to know me, like I was I lost because people were shit. excited. Yeah, yeah, because like you know like AJ's had this long reign, like who like no one's ever beaten her before, like no one's beaten her, like she's the mm-hmm. longest reigning diva in history. Or she was a general manager. She was a general she, manager. Yeah. She was with all these people. She did the things with Cena. She did like everything. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, like. But yeah, so she was like it. She was the division, mm-hmm. whether the divas like. And it or she not. was at that time, yeah. She was the division, and you know what? She's like still is, along with the Bellas right now. Mm-hmm. Like she's the division. So um, that was nerve wracking, and she was always so sweet to me. She comes up to me and she was just like, "Okay, uh, this is gonna happen," and she was like, "But I'm really happy it's you." Oh, and I'm cool. like, "Thank you." I'm like, "Wow, you don't even have to say that." And she was like, "Okay," and uh, we're gonna do this, that, and the other. Like, tell me if you want it to be changed, but I really like the way you do your finisher. How about we do it like this? So I'm like, "Okay, cool, great, yeah." Like, that's, that's fine. And Tamina was there because Tamina, was, and they were like the most helpful girls. Like, 
mm-hmm. you know, like some people get bad reps and stuff like that, but they've been nothing but sweet to me. Like they were like, no, we're, we're just really happy as you. Like you got the great attitude, this, that, and the other. So I was like, ah. so we didn't go over anything. Like she was, she comes up to me like later on. She's like, okay, we're, we're going to do this promo. You want to go over it real quick? And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and it was my first promo ever. It's my first day of the job. I'm winning the championship. So everyone's like flooding out. So I'm like trying to do it and I'm nervous. She'll be like, you'll be absolutely fine once you're out there, like breathe. <laughs> and she was like, and even if you get the words wrong, you know what you're supposed to say. Like, mm-hmm. just say anything, you know? So I'm like, okay, thank you. So yeah, when I went out there, the crowd were insane because day after Mania, we've got a lot of Europeans, like That's right. a lot of British fans there. So Was that like, just this year? Yeah. 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 Like, so it's like, only been, I've been, only been up like five months. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I did that. And the crowd were insane. And then I remember like Tamina being like, wow, I got goosebumps out there. Like the crowd was so great. And then we, we got like a this is awesome charm before we even spoke to each other. We just stared at each other like, and we had like that really cool chemistry and bond thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were just like, we can read off each other. Like I love working with her. She's incredible. So yeah. Um, and then we did that. I remember you then, said like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Yeah, I yeah. know. And I wasn't used to being like that character either. So in NXT, I was like this tough, like, I'm going to kick girls' heads in type thing. Were like, you a I'm, heel there? No, I was like a tweener. Just, like, okay. Because I love Stone Cold too much. Gotcha. So it was just like, I'm an ass kicker, but people like me because of it. But I'm also a heel. Like, mm-hmm. something like, I don't know what. But yeah, so, um, yeah, I was like this anti-diva. Like, I was against everything diva. When I come up here, I'm just like, okay, you need to be like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, and like, yeah. hello. So I'm like, oh, I'm not ready. Like that. And in my head, I'm like, I need to be sarcastic when I say it. I'm not ready. You know, but she like, walked, like the whole time she was talking to me, she was like, keep me calm. She's like, okay, send me in. I'm like, cool. And then we do it. And then uh, we hit the finisher, pinner, and it was like, boom, the whole crowd just explodes. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, it was, it was incredible. And I like go out the ring and I'm like, I have the Divas Championship. Now I'm like looking at it, like, what the hell? I have two championships at this point. Right. I'm like, I'm the first ever NXT Women's Champion. I won it on my debut and I have two championships at the same time. So I'm like making history. And you're 21 years old, the youngest ever. champion in WWE history. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God. Women's, like, men's, history. midget, whatever. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> look at this. Like, what have I done? What have they done? Like, they had so much trust in me. Mm-hmm. Um, great way to bring in a new a new talent for sure yeah. a new character oh my god seriously but then like obviously after that like it was incredible like i come backstage you know a lot of the girls were nice but the thing is like i was happy that the girls that i love your girls like, yeah. yeah they came to me first and they hugged me and i was like breaking down i remember them filming it and i, was, I swore like i swore and i was like they're not supposed to fucking know me and they like me and i'm crying and vince liked us so much like he used it in, a, in the package for like three months. Hmm. And I'm like, does he realize I'm cussing in this? <laughs> well, he does now if he listens to this. I'm like cussing my brains up. But I was just like so emotional. And they were just like, he was so surprised. I guess a, a few people were so surprised the way I acted afterwards just because like it just meant so much to me. Right. I'm like, doesn't everyone act like this? <laughs> you know, like you get handed something like this and it's something that you like want. It's like a goal. It's like a dream. And I think it's because you've been doing it for so long too and, and yeah. seeing your family and how they came up in the business. I mean, you yeah. knew how much it meant. Where some, I think, don't quite get it. They don't get it, yeah. But like, I like the girls that... Don't, haven't done this before, but then they grew the passion for it, like Summer. So sure, 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 sure. If she ever gets it, she'll be exactly the same as me. She'd right. break down. Um, what did your, did you call home instantly or? Oh my god! Because it was probably was, late at night there, right? Yeah, but they yeah. were watching me because I was just like, watch. And like, they were voxing me and what's that? And they were crying their eyes out. They were like, mm-hmm. I can't believe it. They lost it. So like, 
it was an emotional day. Like, and then next day I was doing all these interviews and stuff. I'm like, wow, this is like a famous gentleman. So yeah, I had to do all these interviews. I got to go on the tour. Like the, the first time I go back to England with WWE. That's right. How was that? Yeah. So the first time I go back to England with WWE, I'm the deepest champion. Wow. Like I go back to this freaking London. I go back to London where I couldn't get signed and now I'm there like with the Divas Championship, yeah. like I freaking did it, you know? My dad's standing with my brother <laughs> next to the ramp, I'm walking out, the crowd was so amazing, like I'm like, wow. This now, is did you home. do the whole tour? Yeah, What was the closest show to, to Norwich? London. Okay, London's the closest. London, yeah, so, um, yeah, so my my brothers and my dad and stuff come to like a few shows though. Next time, like my, they're coming to like every show. <laughs> but yeah, so they come backstage and everyone was so sweet to them. Like everyone here is like so nice, mm -hmm. and like they saw that it was my dad. So everyone just like introduced themselves. Like even like the biggest stars, you know, like even Cena goes up to him and he's like, "Hey," and then like right back and like everyone, like everyone's just incredible to my. That's dad. a show of respect to you too, though. Yeah, you like, know what I mean. It's like, I was like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to say hello to my family. But everyone was like so sweet and welcoming. And like my dad's like a manly man who's pretending not to cry next to the <laughs> ramp when I'm making my entrance and stuff. But it was it was really freaking good. Like it was like a big thing for me because that was another goal that I wanted to reach. Sure. So yeah. So. Such an amazing night. Like yeah. you said, your first night in at 21. Yeah. After all the stuff you'd been through and the journey yeah. that you'd taken. And then my 22nd birthday, I went again. And I'm like, what is this? Life. You want like, it right before your birthday, right? On my birthday. On your birthday. Yeah, you want it on your birthday? Yeah, yeah. No way. That's yeah. great. Yeah, for some Islam. And then my friends in the crowd on that one. And my, I did. I said nothing to my family this time. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely nothing. They knew I was on Summer Slam, but I didn't actually know. And like they did it to me last minute again. Mm -hmm. It was always going to be AJ. Like and then like last minute, like AJ comes out to me actually. <laughs> And she, I'm like, get my makeup done. And she's like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, what, what? And then she's just like, um, we're doing it again. <laughs> she was like, happy birthday. You get in the back. And I was like, what? <laughs> and like, I start like crying a little bit again because like, it's not just cause I'm like winning. It's like, it's on my birthday. And it's just like, it's just like, why summer do they, slam, summer slam. I'm like, this is huge. And why do they trust me so much with this? Like mm -hmm. they must really like me. Like, <laughs> so yeah, like it, I ended up getting like that. And I like lost my shit again. I'm like, Oh, here we go. Yeah. But, but like, this time you wanted as, as a heel. The first yes. time was obviously as a baby face. Yeah. Which do you prefer? Heel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. With the baby face, like it's really hard. Like I'm a smiley person, like mm -hmm. backstage or whatever. But when I go, to, I can't smile. Like it's impossible for me to smile without looking like incredibly fake. Mm -hmm. So like I think that Vince kind of saw that too. He's just like everything I was doing. He was like, "You're heel," and I'm like, eh, and I don't know what to say. And then Arn would be like that, like Johnny would be like, "You're you work as a heel." Yeah. Where you move as heel, and I'm like, I know. So like, were you always a heel in Europe, or were you both? I was. I would do like heel most of the time. Gotcha. Like three quarters of my career, I've been heel. Mm -hmm. But when I was young, like young, young, when I had like a super baby face, they're like, "Oh, you need to be." Mm -hmm. like, You're fourteen. Like, yeah. You, you can't you, be. You yeah. can't be menacing. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, but now like I, ha I guess that the look goes with it too. So mm -hmm. like. It helps. So when we got to do, like, I get to throw over the announce table, it was like, girls don't get to do that anymore. So we are just like, yeah, like a push off the stage. Yeah, like, this is incredible. Like, I get to be a badass, you know? Well, the reason why girls don't get to do that anymore, because there wasn't really any girls that um, were good enough to do that. Because if you don't do that yeah. right, it looks like, and yeah. you, your stuff looks good because you were trained properly, and AJ's stuff looks good. She was trained properly. Yeah. So it's a good mix, and you should be doing that stuff because it looks good. And people yeah. are invested into it. She, she took everything, like, like amazing like mm -hmm. i was like are you okay taking it she's like yep throw me and like she like this is all her this is mm -hmm. all her bump so she's making me look fantastic i push off the stage like that's her bump she makes me look fantastic there <laughs> so i'm just like hey just put me over brother like, like <laughs> she's 
she made all my stuff look great so i'm like i couldn't be happier but you know like it swings around but like i'll do the same for her like i did the same for her like when she came back after three months we did the same thing where she came and interrupted my promo and then she rolled me up for the one two three and then she's the champion type mm-hmm. thing so like yeah so we we literally like we help each other out. it's good having that uh th- that perfect chemistry that you have yeah. with another another performer you know plus we respect each other and we we like each other too so we want to help like i'm always going to help someone out even if i don't like them mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like professionally, it's business yeah it's business right? in the ring it's different from out of the ring yeah exactly but with me and her we like each other backstage and in the ring so it's just like ah, even better yeah. yeah it's like it's what's incredible. uh what's the, your favorite match that you've ever had um actually it would be um Last one would obviously be SummerSlam just because it was such a, like, a big moment. But in WWE, it'd be um, me and Emma. And we had two championship matches, and it was on NXT. And it was um, one for the first to be the first ever NXT Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite match. And then there was another, which was the NXT Arrival, which is the first ever pay-per-view mm-hmm. that NXT had on the WWE Network. And it was like the first show to go on the WWE Network live. Mm-hmm. So it was like a huge deal. And then... Who was that with? Emma. Emma also. Yeah, so me and her had these two matches. Mm-hmm. So those are like my favorite matches just because they're so memorable. Sure. And like me and Emma as well, we, like, we love wrestling. So we like had so much fun like in it. And then I had one with Natalia actually on NXT too, which was good. But okay. those are the ones that stood how about out. How about in, uh, in Europe, one that, that we've never seen before? Is there one that stands out somewhere? You know what? Like... I did matches with my mom all the time. Oh, wow. So anytime like I'd wrestle my mom, it would always be like amazing. Like, and the <laughs> ones that always stand out, they're not in real wrestling matches. I'd be doing hardcore matches in Germany and stuff like that. But yeah, I'd wrestle like a, a, a lot of girls. Um, Shimmer in America. Um, I had like a really cool match with my mom. It was like, we did like a storyline for like four tape and straight. Mm-hmm. Where This is in Shimmer? Yeah, this is in Chicago. And we did this, like, this storyline where... I would keep losing and then my mum would come out because we did like a tag thing but I would have singles matches but I'd lose the matches. So she'd come out and she'd berate me in front of everyone and embarrass me and I'm like, mom, please. And she's like, you're <laughs> pathetic. And like, and we'd be booing her and I'm like, mom. <laughs> and then like, um, the last, the, the third taping, I was against this girl called Jessie McKay and she beat me again. So like my mum comes storming out and she was like, you're a piece of shit, you're no daughter of mine, that thing. And like slaps <laughs> her in the face. And then that's when I just like lose it. I'm just like, Ugh. and then as she turns the back, I just like, boom. And then we get in like this massive brawl, which you can see on YouTube as well. It's like the night dynasty, like is destroyed or something like that. Mom and daughter. Yeah. And then we literally like beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> like we are punch it. Cause we literally like, mm. mm-hmm. like we, we're like, we're family, but we don't want anyone to think that we're holding back. So yeah. We go Once again, mile. it's business. Yeah. Yeah. We get that extra Oh, so you go even tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Like the amount of times I've like called it like the C-bomb and I'm like, and we get so <laughs> angry at each other. Like we beat the crap out of each other. But yeah, we did that. And then we had like this, um, this street fight, the next tape and, and it was like the one that I was leaving to go to WWE. Mm-hmm. So it was like, that was kind of like a memorable thing. Like it was just like my, okay, Celia, Shimmer, bye yeah. wrestling world. I'm going to go live bye, my mom. dream now. Bye mom. <laughs> you know, she went on to become the champion there. So she was doing fine, but yeah. Who's, uh, who's your favorite band? Oh my God. I have tons of favorite bands. I know. Okay. So like old school, like I'm a big Skid Row fan. I know you love Skid. Yeah. I do love Skid Row. I'll have to tell Snake that. I, I talked to Snake. I'll tell Sebastian too. Sebastian I, won't care as much, but Snake will dig it. I love, Snake's a wrestling fan. I like less my shit when they follow me on Twitter. But, um, when who yeah. did? Snake did? <laughs> when Skid Row did. Oh, Skid Row did. <laughs> I was like, you follow so many people, but I'm so happy. 
Um, I'm a big um, Stick to Your Guns fan. Like, I've always been like really, really, really big fan of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I like like simple stuff like a like a day to remember and Less Than Jake and like off with their heads type thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I like a genre thing. I like Mumford and Sons, like City in Color, like Bon Iver. Like, I don't really like, eclectic. Yeah, I like loads of different kind of stuff, but like. Yeah, I'd say like Stitchy Guns and Skid Row is like my number one love. Cool. And you came and saw Fozzie in Norwich at the water. And I came and saw Fozzie. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are great. Oh, You're thank very you. entertaining. Oh, it's very entertaining. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. it's good to talk to you. Two-time yeah. diva champ at 22 years old. I know. When you're 30, you'll have it like 10 times. Six, you'll be like the Ric Flair of divas champs. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like old and haggard. Like, Get the fuck so you'll be so grizzled by yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. jaded. I'm like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paige. Thank you. Thanks so much to two-time Divas champ Paige. She was an amazing guest, a very cool cool girl, good friend of mine. She loves Skid Row, youngest uh, champion in WWE history. She was so excited to be on this show, and you guys were excited to have her. I've been getting so many requests. People were counting down the minutes until Paige was on the show. Now you got to see her. Hope you like it. If you did, hit me up at TalkIsJericho, at IamJericho, and she is real Paige WWE on the Twitter. Let her know how she did and how much she enjoyed here on the show. She was amazing. Also, thanks to Ash, the fish expert, my 11-year-old son, who's much smarter than I am. Man, when he said that uh, the evidence that he heard the wind blowing in the video, and that's why he thinks that the uh, that there might be uh, something pushing that, that object through the water because the wind was blowing so fast because you could hear it in the, in the video camera. That was super smart. I couldn't believe that... Uh, he thought of that. Very, very smart kid. Thank you for sending all the questions into Ash. Uh, we'll have him back on the, uh, on the show in a couple weeks. So thanks to listening, and thanks to all you guys for downloading two podcasts every week, twice a week. Wouldn't be doing this if not for you listening, and also if not for my Sexy Bee sponsors who help us cover the production costs for doing both these shows. If you want to help support this show, the easiest way to do that is to do your online shopping through my Amazon links. Very easy to find. Go to podcast1.com. Click on the Keep Our Podcasts Free banner at the top of the page then click on the talk is jericho button you'll see all three of my amazon links amazon uk amazon usa and amazon canada eh? every time you do that amazon kicks back some cash to the show so we can keep doing this for you for free twice a week no extra fees or hidden challenges you're just getting your shopping done and you're helping me out in the process all right that's it another exciting fun-filled edition of talk is jericho i'll see you next week but in the meantime and in between time stay hungry stay hard peace love and hugs and next week on the show it's a double shot of Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and one of the most iconic, influential guitar players of all time. Yeah, my good friend, the man in the top hat, Slash, is going to be here. And let me say this. We're talking about horror movies and dinosaurs and Slash's new band and Miles Kennedy. And we're talking about Guns N' Roses. And when it's done, Slash said, this is one of the best interviews I've ever done in my career. Slash and Jericho together again next week. And remember, yeah, boy, you can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcast1.com. 